0: The Ringer Gambling Show is here to help you place your bets on the biggest sports around the world. Join NFL analyst Warren Sharp on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. Each week, they'll cover everything from spreads, game totals, and parlays to player props, futures, post-game reactions, and more. Check out The Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Mismatch, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by USAA Homeowners Insurance. USAA has homeowners insurance that could lead the league and assists. Serving our military veterans and their eligible family members, USAA delivers award-winning service and peace of mind. And if you file a claim, the process is transparent and easy, and you can do it all right in the USAA app. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. Hey, this is an emergency podcast edition because of a massive trade between the Pacers and the Kings. The full details are this. The Sabonis is going to Sacramento with Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 2027 second-round pick for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. This is a, a big deal. For both of these franchises, considering how long Sabonis has been involved in trade talks, considering how long Buddy healed has wanted out of Sacramento. And to talk about it, I brought on so Sohi and then Logan Murdoch from The Ringer to talk about it. And we recorded this live on Green Room. So before Sirit got on and after her and Logan got off, I took questions from the chat, brought people on stage. We had a Q&A, talked about a whole bunch of stuff. And I will 100% be doing more Green Rooms either Tuesday night. Wednesday, Thursday morning. Who knows? I'm going to be doing more of them before the NBA trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. So stay tuned to my Twitter feed for that or download the Spotify Green Room app, and that'll notify you anytime I go live. And some of those will be posted on the Mismatch or the Ringer NBA show feed, Um, but you know, not all of them will be. So stay tuned for those, and otherwise, enjoy this conversation.
1: I imagine this has been... Very much discussed, but I'm very stuck on the Ty Halliburton of it all.
0: What, um, that's, what has he stuck?
1: How do you trade? I don't just how how do you trade him? How do you trade him? Like they just it's it, this this deal. Like I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited to go through the nuances of it, I guess. But right now, on the face of it, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow. Like the Kings traded Ty Halliburton, Buddy Healed, so they could maybe try to make a run for the seven seed. You know.
0: So one of the things that I asked Nikias and like I don't necessarily believe this, but playing devil's advocate with myself and everybody here listening, with the Kings here, we we view Tyrese Halliburton as 21 years old in the second year of his entire NBA career. He's just the beginning, and he's already so good. Fox is out last month, and he's averaging 21 points and 12 assists, and he looks great, and he's just this fun player who brings – life to the floor and energy like he's just a joy to watch but right now Sabonis is better Sabonis is the best player in the deal undeniably undeniably he's the best player in the deal today as a two-time all-star or if you're the Kings I wonder if privately they think yeah Halliburton's a really nice young player but he's not gonna be a top 25 guy he's not gonna be an annual all-star candidate I wonder if Why not? privately they feel that way. Why not is my question. But is there is there any logic to that if Sacramento does feel that way at all? Is there any logic to that? If they feel he's going to cap out as like a nice player, a winning player, but not an all-star player, and that they might say, what's everybody talking about? We got the best player in the deal.
1: I mean, I'm I, like, they could definitely think that, right? Like, that's... <laughs> You know, it's the Kings, right? Like I definitely think that. Uh, but the way that I look at it, and I kind of look at every Kings player this way, or every young Kings player this way, is that like Ty Halliburton looks this good on the Kings, you know? Um, like rookies aren't really even supposed to look that good on on, on teams that are that dysfunctional, honestly. Like a lot of the times, like, you know, just we we know how important player development and all those things are. So I think this is a win for for him. Right, like that's, like I I feel like he'll like this is this is a win for for you know Rick Carlisle he'll he'll get to you know coach Ty Halliburton who's also by the way like just seems on all accounts somebody who has like the right habits as well who came into this team with like with with right habits. Um, and, you know, perpetually, like, you know, from what I've seen so far yeah, in, early in his career, like, has consistently made, like, incremental improvements. He's improved on last year's numbers. And, like, he's a really great playmaker. He's a really intuitive player. Like, he's just, he he presents things to you that I just don't think you can get from, you know, your average young prospect, you know? Like, just the potential that he has because of the way that he reads the game. Um, He's, he's, he's already, like, you know, 10 times smarter than a lot of a lot of veteran NBA players. Uh so I don't know. I just I don't think that there's really like it's way too early to put a cap on who he can be. Um and on the other end of it like I agree, right? I agree, but like that's just it's just like trading it's they they traded I guess like you know the future for the present but it just it just doesn't really Make that much sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it when you said Halliburton's made these incremental improvements as a player. And the big knock on him coming into the NBA out of Iowa State is well, I mean, he has all these great intangible qualities, but can he create his own shot off the dribble? And he's become a guy where, I mean, I remember that game against the Sixers uh, about a week or so ago and he hits like these two crazy sidestep dribble jumper three-pointers with a defender right over him in like the fourth quarter and and, like he does that consistently he's got the floater for mid-range he looks so smooth pulling up uh just a traditional pull up from two like i said you get the floater he just can't at this moment he's not a guy who like really penetrates into the paint and draws fouls or or really even finishes at a high level around the basket but his handle is so much tighter. He uses hesitations. He can pull up from anywhere, from different angles, different areas of the court. He just, like, I think Halliburton, in my own personal evaluation, he went from a guy that you feel a high level of confidence that will at least be a good role player or a very good winning player who impacts winning in a starting lineup. He went from that to, at least for me, I felt like a guy that could potentially be one of your two or three best players the best player on your team no I don't think so I don't think Sabonis is or can be that either um but Halliburton can be one of your best guys and, and that's that's why like it's just my my overall thought here is just it just Sabonis is good but Nikaya said it earlier um if you're trading Tyrese Halliburton it feels like you're going to be getting back a top 10 to 15 guy like you're trading up to that level with a team that's rebuilding and they want to blow it up and Halliburton's the young player they want back, and, and Indiana isn't necessarily in that situation. They're more in a, a retooling phase. Um, they're they're changing assets. They're not rebuilding here. Um, so I don't know, man. I I I just I, I just don't I feel good it about there. it. I don't feel good. For I think Sacramento. you nailed
1: it there about how it was. You know, like you, sometimes you do trade the present for the future, right? Um, it was just what they got back, and that's not no disrespect to Sabonis. He is, like you said, he's the best player in this deal, and he's also, I mean, I'm. I, this is for 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 Fox, like, gonna be a really fun pick and roll partner too. Like, there's there's an encore thing about this that's actually like, it feels feels a little bit irrelevant right now, honestly. Um, uh, but it could also be pretty fun. We can like we can get that later, but, um, I think you nailed it. Just you got to get more back if you're going to make this type of move. Like, if the Kings feel like there's a level of pressure on them, um, then, you know, kind of, you got to go big game hunting then if if you have a prospect like, like Halliburton and that's, like, the the mode that you're in. And that's just not really what they did. Um, but do you think that, like, maybe, like, I don't know if you've heard anything, but, like, do you think that maybe, you know, with the... With, uh, it look, looking like Simmons might not be available to like the, the, the horde of, of teams that don't have James Harden um, <laughs> could, could have changed things.
0: I, I think that's probably part of it. Um, that's definitely going to be part of it here. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. If you're the kings, maybe you just sit and wait. (laughs) Bradley Uh, Beal, uh, Damien uh, Lillard. (laughs) uh, I, I mean...
1: We haven't even talked about Buddy Heald, too, by no. the way. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like Buddy Healed was just like a throw-in, like whatever part of this deal.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's a chance he could get flipped. Um, because with Indiana now, like the I could see them keeping him. Um, but they also have a glut of, you know, guards and slash wings uh in their backcourt now you got brogdon you got duarte you got halliburton now it, it just seems like one one too many guys which is so similar to the, the same exact situation buddy healed was in with the sacramento kings uh, even even lance Davidson for that matter getting minutes for them so i mean they get a lot of guys in that backcourt and i wonder if maybe buddy healed is a guy that they could try to flip elsewhere the king uh, the, the lakers still have interests and Buddy Hield, uh, but now they got Malik Monk who's killing it there. I'm, I'm sure other teams would like Hield, but um, I mean, with him, Hield, Hield's decision making still needs to get better. His like his shot selection still needs to get better. His defensive focus and intensity needs needs to get better. I want to see, I want to see Buddy Hield in a winning situation because I, I still remember that dude at Oklahoma who did everything it took to win, who played hard and hustled and just brought energy to both ends of the court. And not that he was necessarily some defensive stopper because he wasn't in college, but he brought effort at least. And that just has all gone away in the NBA. It's all gone. And uh, not, it's not the level that it was before. And I'd love to see him get flipped to a contender here. Is there, is there, and not that we've heard anything specifically about Indiana doing that, but is there any team that comes to mind where you're like, oh yeah, I'd love Buddy Healds on that roster?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like when when you put it that way, and that's also what excites me about Halliburton going to going to the Pacers too. and Not that they've been great this year, but um, you know, I don't like. I wouldn't really mind seeing somebody like Buddy Heald go through like the I don't know the I guess Rick Carlisle school of discipline, right? Um, but for like as far as as far as deals go, I honestly haven't thought about it that much. Um, the Lakers are obviously number one in that, but like, what do you, what do you think that? What do you think the Lakers could offer for for healed at this point?
0: I mean it'd have to include uh Taylor horton tucker it'd be it'd be complicated to be clear um like you'd need a third team involved in that situation Horton Hallib- uh, Tucker maybe goes to Indiana, then you get other small salaries like Kendrick Nunn that could go elsewhere so it's not it's not impossible for them to get healed um I'm just not sure that like I'd even want to necessarily I've heard there's still interest there. Uh, But you got Malik Monk who's killing it and you're going to have to pay him as well this offseason. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I think we will probably hear some stuff. Again, this is just my gut. I haven't heard anything specifically myself, but I'd be willing to bet we'll hear some stuff about Indiana trying to flip Buddy Hield elsewhere. They just have too many guys. But that backcourt, though, that they have now, you got Halliburton and Duarte. Like that's something to build with. There, I, I like that combination of players. They complement each other so nicely.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Peel just kind of falls into the place that the rest of the kind of vet- veteran guys on that roster are. Where I think Indiana, you know, especially after getting Halliburton, is probably going to be even more incentivized to to try to look for other deals where they can get more young assets. Because like you know, this this really got them on the road. Like the Indiana side of this is really promising. You know, like they had a really tough season, and now. You know they have they have one of the better prospects that you can have, and you know the re- and they also, <laughs> they also got they like you know they got back healed they can throw that throw him into a pile with you know just like ev- like the thing I really like about Indiana's situation is that every single one of not every single one but you know you look at Brogdon, you look at Turner you look at Healed even like those are t- types of players that a team that is on the upswing would want right like they are. Players that you can kind of have faith in like the skeletons of who they are holding up in the playoffs like every single one of those guys contributes to a winning team. They're not just like, you know, sometimes like teams like the, the Kings actually kind of in, in a sense, um, like sometimes teams like have veterans that you kind of got to squint your eyes for <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think this is actually this is kind of getting the Pacers in a pretty promising place.
0: Adam Weber in the chat said, can we talk about the Pacers attempting to tank for the first time in over 30 years? Our highest That's pick. That's a very good point. Yeah, highest pick since 1990 has been 10th, according to this Adam. This is exactly
1: what the Kings aren't willing to do. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of, you know, the Pelicans as as well. And, and a couple other teams that just won't tank, you know, when they have... And all these teams, like, you know, you you... Oftentimes, and, and the Blazers are kind of in this in this pool. Of obviously, you know they've had Dame, so you know, duh. But you know, like, oftentimes I think like these teams that are not willing to ever tank. Um, I mean, they do, they do, they get stuck in mediocrity. But I think that's heightened now in a league where there's just so much wheeling and dealing. Um, and if you just kind of accept your fate, like, kind of take like the road that the Thunder have. Uh, even the Rockets have and we'll see how that one goes a little less faith in that one. And you can actually just like, you know, you can actually you have a good shot then to to make that process go really fast and actually make it fun for fans too, where they have, you know, a couple years of just hoping, hoping and like, you know, rooting for potential and being obsessed with the draft and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, kind of kind of make a quick road to recovery, I guess. Um and these teams that just won't do it i feel like they're more hamstrung than ever because everybody else is kind of just in a place where they know who wants what and they want different things and it's easy to make deals
0: yeah and and now they're going to be in a position with indiana right now they they'll have Brogdon, who could another movable guy if they wanted to move him um cuz now you've got halliburton and duarte in that backcourt uh, like they could, they could next season, let's say they have some lottery luck. They could have Halliburton, Duarte, Palo Banquero. Like that's a young big three to build with and have as your foundation that you're going to be, you know, building around moving forward. Cause with the Pacers that they've, they've always been in the playoffs always. Like, I, I don't remember a time in my I'm born in 1990. I don't remember a time in my life. The Pacers weren't at least competitive, and like this, is, they've just never won a championship. Um, but with the Pacers, they're always competitive. I, I feel like that they are on a path now with Halliburton and a potential top pick, assuming they keep sliding down and assuming they get some lottery luck, where like this could, this, like you said, they could turn it around fast and become a competitive team again that has a, that's in the playoffs or in the play in at the least. And then if Halliburton, becomes a top 25 guy if their draft pick becomes a top player suddenly we're talking about them as you know a deep playoff threat like it, it can happen fast just like memphis we're seeing that right now Like how quickly things can change with the development of young players like if it happens quick things can change overnight
1: yeah i agree at memphis is actually a team that came to mind for me
2: Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save
1: on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go!
2: If you went on a
1: road trip and you didn't
0: stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's,
1: what are like what what are kind of some deals that you like for the Pacers going forward?
0: I mean, I I I love Miles Turner. I'd still explore what's out there for him. Uh, Some of the injury concerns are real. Uh, He doesn't rebound at the level that I would like. And and I think also with him, uh, the shooting is fine. It's not great. Um, He wants a greater offensive role. I personally do not think he has the skill set for that. Um, I believe it was with Jared Weiss over at The Athletic. He said something like, oh, I've had the same role for years. I want to expand on my game. I just don't think he has that. That's just like no no shade or hate towards Miles Turner here. Um, But like his best skill set is protecting the rim, blocking shots, setting screens, popping for three, or rolling to the basket. like Those, those are his best skills. sets. not being a guy who creates his own shot. If he wants a higher usage, I get it. But if he wants more post-ups and more ISO opportunities from the perimeter, it's not your game, dude. And, and in that sense, I think with Indiana, I'd be curious to see what could what they could get for him. Uh, if it's just a pick. So there was that report this week that maybe the Raptors could flip Goran Dragic in a first-round pick for Miles Turner, does that make any sense in your opinion for the Pacers to just continue selling, getting draft picks and having more ammo uh, in the draft?
1: Yeah, that's that makes sense to me. You know, I, on on the Turner point, I think you know, it's it, it gets complicated with big men when they're continuing to play a defensive role in a team that isn't winning games. Like they I think they just lose the incentive sometimes. Like I think putting him in a situation, like Toronto's a great Toronto would be a great example. Uh, where they have you know good player development within roles like they really do want players to expand their games but they also have it working within a framework of you know first of all you got to you got you to play defense and you know you have to stick within your role to to some extent Um, I think that could be really healthy for a player like Miles you know I think his touch I agree like you know when you look at kind of the things that you look for in a big man to see if they should be expanding their offensive game and, and seeing if they could kind of be a real interior presence. Um, I think his touch definitely leaves something to be desired. I think like, you know, he's just a little, you know, his, his, his footwork and he's just, you know, it just doesn't really necessarily have the grace of a guy that you would, you would think being of, of being somebody who would like, you know, isolate and stuff. But at the same time, like those things never really develop unless there's, an effort put into it. And I think oftentimes what happens with big men is that when they start off and they like, and it doesn't go well in the beginning, like guards continue to get those reps and big men just don't. So I like, I like, I like putting him in like a good developmental situation like that, where he'll kind of get to consistently just make slow expansion on his game. Because I do think that like, I do think that as like a side, like as, as a utility piece, he has more to offer than, um, what he's been able to
0: there was a comment in the chat from greg Waddle saying fox plus a bonus is a top blank duo in the in the nba we got a response from adam weber says top 50 <laughs> mike, mike sweeney <laughs> says top 30 <30." laughs> <laughs> leo cat top 20 my name my, my man that's probably the only serious <laughs> response there uh, i'm gonna bring on our friend Logan Murdoch, who also in the chat responded saying, please, please bring me on. Maybe he wants to give a response to uh, how does this Fox Sabonis duo rank uh, in the NBA? I'm in a
2: sick place right now, guys, because I have just gotten back from just a glorious hike. I went and I saw, you know, it was beautiful, cleared my mind, had some real great times. And I come back to my phone and I see this egregious trade that the Kings have made. What the hell are the Kings doing? What are the Kings doing? Okay. I just feel like every single time they make a trade, I, I haven't even fully looked at it. I just know Buddy Hill is going to Indiana. I know Tyrese Halliburton is going to Indiana. By the way, you can check out a, a Tyrese Halliburton feature that I did on um, TheRinger.com. You guys go check that out. But why in the hell would you trade the farm? for Sabonis. I just don't see that. I know when the Kings have a real love affair with a player, they just get them by any means. But that is one of the most dysfunctional organizations I've ever been around. I love some people in the organization. I I do. But this is just egregious, man. I don't know if this is going to work out, but I don't think it will. There's so much, there's so much dysfunction right now. And I just feel for Sabonis. Why would they do that? Why would they get rid of a piece? I think they could have built with the guy like Tyrese Halliburton. They could have, they could have, they could have, I'm sorry. I'm just in a very bad place. Please, somebody help. Somebody just help. I'm not in a good place right now. This is sad. This is a Logan, sad do time. You have, is there like I'm Kings sorry. fandom in you? No, nah, there's not Kings fandom in me. I just, you know, the proximity to Sacramento and um to the Bay has just, I've seen a lot of Kings games. I interned around around Sacramento when I was a kid. I remember one time that when the Maloops owned the franchise, when during a game, um a advertisement fell onto the floor because no one because they had to cover said advertisement because they didn't want they couldn't get sponsorship deals and it fell on the floor during a game and coach Key Smart had to pick it up during the middle of the game to take it off of the court because it just showed how much dysfunction that they had in their organization. Sarit, I am not a Kings fan. I did not grow up a Kings fan. I just feel for that fan base, man. I, they they are just mired in mediocrity, and I don't think that it'll ever be better. I just don't.
0: At the beginning of this chat with Sarah, I was playing devil's advocate. I'm going to do that again here. Uh, on behalf of Ben Kent. Ben Kent in the chat says... Sacramento is two games out of a playing spot. Not saying this is the smartest move long-term by any means, but this is a win-now move for the 13-seed team, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like it. It is a win-now move here, and this is a team that has a mandate to get into the postseason. Does this make them better, though, Logan?
2: I, I, I don't know. if it, it, it remains to be seen if it makes them better, but the Kings, every year that they try to make a trade like this when they did it with Harry B to get him during the backstretch, Didn't really work out because it's, it speaks because they're not building anything. They're trying to put band-aids on, on, on something that they, I think in a perfect world, they should break it all down and figure it out. But it starts from the, it, it starts from the front office. They're, they're a dysfunctional group. And it shows when you hire someone like Luke Walton, who hasn't really proven anything as a coach in this league, then you don't make a decision during the offseason after you get a new general manager and put Alvin Gentry in to basically be a lame duck coach. You know, and then now you're saying, oh, we want to go to the postseason. There's never any plan in Sacramento. I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm struggling with, KOC and Siri is that there's never really a plan. And I think this is just a band-aid to an overall bigger problem that they have. They have drafted a great guy in Halliburton that you can – I don't think he's a star necessarily, but those are foundational pieces that you could put together um to, you know, to build something long-term. And I just don't – See them even going to the postseason. They're going to do all of this for what a playing game that they're probably not going to make it to the postseason. This is just this is not a forward thinking move, and a franchise that never really has a plan. And I think that that's what's frustrating to me out
0: of all of this.
1: I've just been perusing the uh, the Kings Reddit for the last minute or so. Logan, if you're looking for more catharsis, I think that's the place to go and find it. I'll give you guys a little snippet. uh <laughs> There was one okay. one that was just I, I gotta give it I gotta give it to them for the creativity. Um there's a King's logo in the middle with it says Kings. Um and then on on the left of it it's like it's F-U-C and then it's Kings and then T-U P I D. So it's like, you know, fucking stupid with just using the King's logo. It was it's truly it's 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 uh it's an artistic masterpiece, honestly. Like i I've been I've been reading about drawing your anger, um, and I think this this, <laughs> uh, this editor anger. just did it to a T. <laughs> well, mm,
2: mm. That, that sounds like a very dark place, Kings Reddit. Um, see, yeah, thank you for your service, here. That was uh, that was rough, um, but that's been that's been the Kings aren't going to get any better off of this trade. I, I I don't have to look at it on paper. They 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 don't have a plan. They, they were they're they're not gonna. I don't think that they're gonna make it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I got a lot of love for people in the King, some people in the Kings organization. I got a lot of love for the Kings fan base, and I just feel sorry and I'm just really sad for them. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say. I miss you guys. I hope you guys are doing
0: good. We're doing great, Logan. Uh, well, thank thank you too for joining. I'm gonna take some quick calls before we end this thing, but um, it was wonderful to talk with y'all.
2: Good times, guys. I'll see y'all soon. Yeah, good times, man.
0: Thank you to Sarah Sohi and Logan Murdoch for joining. This was recorded live on Green Room. Had a ton of great discussions, and I look forward to doing more of those. Let me know if you'd have any interest in hearing those get posted on these feeds with the Q&As that I do. I think they're a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. Um, so, yeah, let me know on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're on social media. Uh, and thanks again for listening. Thank you to Jesse Lopez and Sasha Ashall for producing. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a fun day. Enjoy the deadline. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I want a big blockbuster. I'm by, I'm ready for Ben Simmons for James Harden. Let's make it happen. Let's go, baby.